What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2023 of Happy Team New Chat Year. Podcast. Happy New Year! Woo. We're back. Fireworks. It's good. A nice little hiatus we had going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sorry. It's like been like two a while. months. Whoops. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but hey, it was the holiday season. We sent you all off with a great uh, extra life where we raised past our goal. Yeah, Thank geez. you once again for all that. So we do have to still do our uh, last ice few goals. Ice bucket challenge. Our ice buckets. We got to do that still, yeah. and we have to do our hot chip for hitting oh, the God. final. Yeah. one so uh, be on the lookout for those videos that we'll be posting to our social media and stuff like that uh, as we fulfill those but hey if this is your first time listening to team chat podcast or you're coming back after the break i'm one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined to my right by rachel mogan bonjourno bonjourno to you the as well first How, bonjourno of 2023 it feels so good feels to be good. back into yeah. our routine back here. in the back chairs in the chairs we got this new lucky bamboo yeah plant. it's not sticking around it's just for today just for today but don't it look nice it does look can't nice. you feel the luck i do the good fortune it's it's yeah. it's all around us today. feels good it's all around feels good man great Hashtag way to kick off the good. new year but uh we are team chat podcast a video game show where you can listen to us talk about games and uh, you know, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between, all that great say, stuff. Do you remember the spiel? I do remember the spiel. <laughs> I'm getting right into it because new episodes come out on Thursdays every week at 9 a.m. Central Time. And you can listen to those on podcast services around the world wide web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, Spotify, all those places. It's really cool. You can check it out and see the full list over on our website. You can also uh, watch a full video version of each episode over on our YouTube channels. Check that out at youtube.com slash teamchatpodcast. And finally, you can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also join our Discord server where we have a lot of great conversations about gaming and not and gaming non-gaming related topics. You know, all that fun stuff, all memes. the good conversations. Arc is great. always in there with the memes. sick memes. Oh, yeah. Arc is yeah. still delivering some great content over in the memes channel. So check all that fun stuff out. And hey, while you're there, you enjoying Team Chat and you're like, you know what, I want to help make, take this show to the next level, help make it be bigger and better. Well, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done where they've supported the show for as little as a dollar a month. And in return, they get cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Thursday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, and a lot of extra goodies and tidbits along the way. And for all of that, we are thankful. And if you can't do that, hey, there's a lot of free stuff, ways you can support the show too. I know she's trying to do the heart emojis. I'm going to get there soon. But you can support the show in free ways such as telling your friends, writing us reviews, subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show. All that gets the good word out to Team Chat Podcast out there to the masses. And for that, we are eternally grateful. And we love each and every one of our patrons, viewers, and listeners alike. Heart oh emotions. God. You were so early. I thought you were going to chop chop. No, I had to get through the spiel, damn it. Jeez. Anyways, oh, yes, we man. love you and thank you. Yes, thank you very, very, very much. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back behind the mics. We're kicking off the new year uh, with one of our sacred traditions of Gotta going back. It. Granted, we didn't quite do it in the same format because yes we usually split this into two but hey we're here we're going to do it in all one big episode talking about our year of 2022 in review slash what we're looking forward to the most in 2023 because i think 2022 was a very good year of games it was a pretty stacked game a stacked year i think 2023 is going to be like a repeat it looks to be shaping up to be that way interesting We'll talk more about May, that well, when we circle back around 2023. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think it could be. I think All it could right. be another good follow-up. Interesting. Interesting. So we'll see. All right. But, uh, but yeah, 2022... What, what were some of your your good memories of the old 2022 in games? So it's so, we were talking about this before we started recording. It's so hard to go back and remember everything that you played in a year because sure. there were a lot of really small games that I just kind of played on the side and knocked out real fast that when I went back and checked like my Switch logs and my PS4 logs, I was like, oh yeah, I actually played more than what I immediately like knee jerk remember. Right. But trying not to forget the poor game that just got absolutely shafted at the game awards that we both adored and that arguably took up a, a, a big the chunk majority of uh, the, our... uh, the majority of my ps uh, of my playstation gaming hours by a long wide margin horizon forbidden yes. west yes. what a good game Aloy's adventure aloy goes west aloy goes west um, what a great game what a great game i have been talking to cody more about it and he is also playing on ps excuse me snooty boots mm -hmm. and he's also been playing on ps4 and he did back me up that after that certain point in the game pretty much right when you get into the west into tanakh territory yes that on ps4 
the bugs and performance issues are noticeable. Oh, really? Oh, they start yeah. showing up a little bit we, more? We talked about this Yeah, before. I remember when that, we I think, did, from I think our, our review. Our, I think we talked more about it during our first impressions than during our, our full review. Right. But yeah, it's very noticeable. So unfortunately, if you're playing on PS4, you are going to notice some pretty uh, notable performance issues, but it did not stop me in the slightest from pumping hundreds of hours into that game because ultimately it was fun and I oh, had yeah. a great time and I actually finished it, which for me is an accomplishment, especially for it a is. game applause applause yeah. <laughs> especially for a game of that size like just i think i capped out at 120 maybe 118 some odd hours i think i hit i barely beat 100 i was like 101 102 yeah. hours into it i think and i i had just barely beaten kirok and i think he had like 106 right so we were all we were all pretty on pretty much on the same uh same wavelength of how much time it took us and we both still have Tons of side quests in that game that have we have not finished. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot that we can still go back to. And honestly, I've, I obviously need a big break from it, but I probably will go back and play it again at some point. Nice. Well, we do have, and it's, it is uh, going ahead and jumping a little bit since we're, we're not totally there yet. But since we are talking about it, uh, one of the things that I am the most anticipated looking forward to in 2023 is the Horizon Forbidden West DLC yes. Burning Shores. Thank you for the reminder. I almost forgot about it. So the only thing I'm concerned about with Burning Shores, you know, we both kind of had the uh, theory that we thought Aloy was going to cross the Pacific mm-hmm. and go to the area where the Quillen, the Quillen, Quen? the Quen, the Quen. Quen. Yeah. Yes, you're right about that. Where the Quen are based. Right. But it, from the trailer, it looked like she was very much still on the coast of the U.S. I think West. so. And I don't know if she's going. No, San, she was in San Francisco. I think she's going to like L.A. Like, I think she's going <gasps> more south and i think that's where she's going with burning shores i mean i'm sure it's gonna be fun no matter what but i was really kind of hoping that she would find a way to cross the ocean regardless i'm very excited about the dlc but it didn't look like you were gonna have a long moana style sailing journey across the seas (laughs) which i was like yeah 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 because i love that would have been fun so that looks like it's not going to be the case but it still looks incredible the one thing about that though that did hamper my excitement for it and because I was pretty bummed about this, and the whole I'm not enough Lance Reddick. I got it. Yeah. No, well, Lance Reddick was actually the one who like spoiled that this was even coming out. Oh, no, he did. He tweeted on uh, like a, several months ago. Um, he tweeted like a picture of himself in like mocap dots and stuff on his face, and he and I can't remember what he said, but something like it's great to be back or something that like very heavily implied yeah, I'm here working on Horizon DLC. Uh, And it was deleted in like an hour because it obviously broke his NDA. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, But no, the one thing though that is (laughs) about um, this, and we'll have to figure this out then because, you know, I obviously want to be able, for you to be able to enjoy this as well. Is it PS5 only? It is. (gasps) Oh no. They came out in a PlayStation blog post saying that it was going, because of like the scope of what's going to happen and what they need. I mean, this could all be just like, you know, what they're saying, like quote unquote things like we didn't want to mess with bringing it to PS4, but maybe it will in the future. But at launch, at least they did do in a PlayStation blog uh, article one a little bit after it was announced. So after the game awards, I guess that yes, it was going to be a PS5 exclusive DLC. Oh my God. Well, that obviously dampens my enthusiasm for it. So too. that's what I'm thinking Jeez. when it comes out, we need to like, that needs to be like the team chat plays or something for a oh, while. Like we need to yeah, do on streams. So like you together. come over and we play it together so that you still that's get to enjoy it and stuff like that. We're because that, like, get... I saw that and I was like, I was crushed for you. Oh my God. My, 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 my felt, I felt my heart drop. I was like, no, <laughs> she, she fell in love with horizon well, for this one. And now she's not going to get to play the DLC. Remind me, is it already for PC? Uh, no, the first one is the first, the first oh, game, but, is, not, the but not the second one. one. Wow. What a heckin' bummer. Damn. Well, I have been seeing that at least so over the holidays, I was this close, Jared, to buying a PS5 Ooh. because on the PlayStation website itself, they actually did have in stock God of War PS5 bundles. Nice. And they were actually available. And I was like, man, I don't really want God of War, no offense. Yeah. And also, it was a lot of money at the time. It was the holidays. Right. I had just had all those car repairs. So I was like, no, if they're becoming more available, I'll wait a little bit longer. I did see, though, that they, they have officially said, Sony has officially come out and said, like, a couple days ago, that the PS5 shortages 
should be over. Okay. Like it should, so it should be readily available now. All right. Awesome. So forward. in that case, as soon as I get all my money back from my car being broken into and all of my debit and credit cards being I'm so stolen sorry. just yesterday, <laughs> as so soon sorry. as that gets resolved, I will attempt to buy a PS5. The hunt will resume. It's been a rough couple of months in the Bogan household. I'm sorry. <laughs> what a bummer. Oh, well, anyways, PS5s hopefully on the horizon. Hey, <laughs> nice. So, Got due, it. you know, due to the fact that we have, obviously, we spent the most amount of time in Horizon Forbidden West and stuff like that. Like, And I know that there were other big games that came out this year. Like, obviously, it was eclipsed by Elden Ring. And then, because Elden Ring came out, like, what, two weeks later? Oh, yeah. God, poor and just, Horizon. Just instantly killed any buzz that like horizon had because they that game took it. over the world. And I wish I, it's like one of those things like I have had serious FOMO about like not playing Elden Ring because of how big it was last year. I worry that it not of it not being the game for me, but I also, whoops, my, uh, my uh, coaster was stuck to my mug there. But you know, I also feel like due to the play style and games, similar games that I've been playing lately, I feel like I might be able to get into it. Yeah. Well. But that being said, we, neither of us played Elden Ring and stuff like that. I'm still making my way through God of War Ragnarok right now. Would oh, you yeah. say that Horizon Forbidden West was your game of the year? No. No? Ooh, but exciting. It, it is a very... So it kind of... No, it doesn't really lose on a technicality. There's one that it loses to on a technicality. Okay. And another that it doesn't. All right. So I've basically got like my personal game of the year followed by my official 2022 game oh, the, of the like year. like not played this so year? So it's the separation one- of, I played a game this year that was far and away the best game I had played this year. Got it. But then I'd, it had it came out last year. Yeah. So should, should I save that for the end? Well, let's save it I for the like end. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll save that for the end of our 2022 discussion. Uh, but... I will have to go out and say that I do think that Horizon is my game of the year for this year. I'm not I'm surprised. S- I'm still finishing God of War, and it is a lot of fun. I am, like, it's, but I honestly have to say, I still enjoyed Horizon more. Like, wow. from what I am playing, I still say that, like, I'm liking Horizon more. So the, what I'm hearing is God of War Ragnarok shouldn't have won all those awards <laughs> at the Game Awards. I mean, if I had been one of the judges, I probably yeah. would have been still throwing my votes to, uh, to, God, to uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Can we take a very brief pause? So I actually, not not on the show, oh, but oh. like just in the conversation, yeah, yeah. I officially saw an article that said that... Um, I know what, what you're going to say. Yeah, that, oh God, <laughs> that Christopher Judge's yes. acceptance speech was the longest in award show history, not just the game awards. Insane. He beat everyone else <laughs> in the world, which is just, I wonder if he knew and if that's what he was going for. Right? It didn't seem like it though. No, it just seemed like that was just going to oh keep going God. for as long as he wanted it yeah, to go. That was just the incredible. longest the That longest was a speech. wild fucking game award. <laughs> Really it was, was crazy. <laughs> uh, just Jeff Keeley oh, over in the shadows, like shut the fuck up and get off the oh, stage. Oh my god, I can't believe he didn't like physically come out and attempt to like boulder push him. Right? Off. Oh man, it <laughs> would have been a real chore though. I don't think he could have done it. No, because he's Anyways. a beast of a man. <laughs> Continue. Um, but no, I did have to give go ahead and give that the uh, the old uh, game of the year just because it deserves it. It was. I will say my runner up. It was a close second. Like it was my. It was a very close mental discussion in my head to what was my game of the year uh, it, or what could have been my game of the year. We'll get to that in a second. But um, I think for Horizon, it was you know a great continuation of the story that I was already familiar with. Uh, I thought the additions that it made to the game were all good. Like I didn't feel like anything new to it. I was like, mm, I wish they hadn't have done that this time. Yeah. And so and I feel like so everything was felt like a step up, a step above the, you know, the the technical the like the uh the the art the 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 you know even like the animations the of it the technical quality, quality of it that's thank you that's yeah. what i was trying to say it was like phenomenal voice acting is great ashley birch did a fantastic job as aloy once again uh all the npcs, all the NPCs were really were so good. good yeah you know all the, just all the performances everything about were it was great and honestly the thing about it that like while i'm enjoying god of war ragnarok and all that stuff like i'm saying i'm enjoying i enjoyed the combat of horizon so much more because we we talked about this many times i couldn't have given fewer fucks about the story of horizon <laughs> 
Forbidden West. I did not care. Yeah. I liked some of the NPCs, mostly the husbandos and the right. waifus, because obviously I'm that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But the story itself, frankly, did not care. Yeah. It was the gameplay and so the combat good. that just kept me in there for hours. That flat butt game level mm. concave. Ten ten. Yeah. That's the flattest butt. Yeah, real flat. So that's the that's the mark of a good game in my in my opinion. Yeah. If it's on the level, if it has the potential to be on the level of a Stardew Valley, that's a good game. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So that's why I, I probably do have to go ahead and give uh, my very good 20, my game of the year to, to Horizon Forbidden West. Two thumbs up. Well, one and a half because I'm holding my coffee cup. But you get the <laughs> I'll idea. give it the two. There it is. Um, but yeah, so what, what other games stood out to you as like being stellar? Or, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about what is going to be your game no, of the year. No, because there want. were a few other games that at least I think are worth looking back on. Sure. So I want to start with the one that I just kind of want to talk about. It's definitely not one of my... It wasn't even in the like mental discussion of game of the year. Jared. I'm just going to leave that off. Good heavens. <laughs> I was just sticking to the bottom of my mug. Heavens to Betsy. Uh, anyways, Cult of the Lamb. You know, we both really enjoyed Cult of the Lamb, even though more so than Horizon, it was pretty bogged down with bugs and glitches there at the beginning. That was my runner-up. And it stayed that way. It stayed buggy AF pretty much for the entirety of when you and I were beating the game. Yeah. I actually haven't beaten it yet, but you have. I did you finally went back it. and blitz through it like a champion. So good for you. I, know. I was ready yeah. to be done <laughs> because I was been, I'd been spinning my wheels against Calamar. So the thing that I kind of look back on and think like, huh, you know, in my personal lexicon of gaming for the time that I spent in cult of the lamb, I did really enjoy it. I love what they were going for. I love the theme. Mm-hmm. I liked the graphics. The soundtrack was really, really cool the gameplay was pretty good but there were things about it that i definitely thought could have been better mainly the sim slash farming sim aspects of it which we both felt just weren't fleshed out enough after you get to a certain point in the game and with that in mind i barely think about cult of the lamb anymore like it's one of my uh, ways that i measure how good a game was is how often do i think about it i never think about cult of the lamb oh wow unless i'm like looking at its icon (laughs) on the nintendo switch sure i think about horizon i think about a lot of the other games that we're going to talk about later and i'm still playing some of the other games that came out this year like splatoon 3 yeah what a good Man, game. Man, I forgot Splatoon 3 came Splatoon out. Splatoon 3 came out. It's actually Splatfest right now. Oh, really? And you are preventing me from... <laughs> well, let's chop, chop. Let's get done. So the current Splatfest is team. It's it's flavors. What's your favorite flavor profile? Yeah. But it feels very Japanese because they are not the three flavor profiles I would have thought to pick. They pick sweet, which makes perfect sense. Sure. The other two are spicy and sour, which I would argue are not flavors. Yeah. Those are sensations. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done sweet, salty, and like probably, savory. Yeah, sweet, salty, and savory. Yeah. So what the hell, Japan? <laughs> <laughs> but that seems like very something that is sort of yeah. in more the flavor profile of uh, Japanese cuisine and sweets, especially. So I kind of get it, but I was like, lame. <laughs> so I don't like this. <laughs> obviously, I'm team sweet. I almost went team spicy just for the, the lulls, I guess. Sure. But team sweet's color is like a purplish pink, which makes which means that your limited time ink is purple pink oh who can pass that yeah it's pretty good you gotta go with the purple pink ink come on so splatfests are back they are better than ever uh my my tldr on splatoon 3 is even if you did not play either of the other two games there has never been a better time to start splatoon yeah you do not have to have played any of the other games to understand. It has a really good uh, single-player mode, which acts as both a single-player campaign mode just to keep you entertained, and also a very good training mode for all of the game's many, many, many weapons. Nice. Because one of the draws of Splatoon 3 is, you know, it is basically paintball-based turf war style. Mm-hmm. So you on a team of four are fighting against another team of four for area control. And you do that by using your weapons, which spray ink instead of traditional bullets. Now, obviously, they function very much like bullets and weapons because you can ink the other team to death. Right. Uh, you get all these special abilities that can very much turn the tide of the battle, and they are fast, frantic matches. Matches are only five minutes long, oh. so you can pick up Splatoon and just play a couple quick games and be done for the day and have a blast very nice or like on a Splatfest, you can sit there and play for hours and hours and hours and grind up your Splatfest rank to champion or ruler so it's a very good game 
It is also, most importantly, I think, a big improvement on Splatoon 2. Mm -hmm. So Splatoon 2 just never really, like, stuck with me. Yeah, I even played that one. And it, yeah. like, and, and while I may not say, like, I was a huge fan, of, I hadn't played Splatoon 1. But, like, I picked up Splatoon 2 and was like, oh, this is fun for, like, a month. And then Something it was like, Something just eh. wasn't right about it. Yeah. And I could never really put my finger on what wasn't clicking uh, in comparison to Splatoon 1, which I played hundreds right. of hours in. So Splatoon 2, I fell off pretty darn fast. I think Splat 3, I will keep playing pretty consistently. It got the whole community jazzed back up again. Everybody's back in for the fun of it. All the weapon additions are new and fun. They did a lot to the gameplay that just makes it feel a lot fresher. Yeah. So it's a very, very good game, except for Nintendo Online's terrible servers. Communication Still, errors run I don't rampant. understand why God, Nintendo, Nintendo hasn't needs to get yet. their shit together on That's that. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So that is the one dark spot on Splatoon 3. I really don't think that I can levy any other major complaints against it. It looks beautiful. It plays great. Both online and single player modes are very fun and good. There's really no reason to not play it. Mm -hmm. You can play it. You, there are even a couple of modes that you can play, uh, I think, split screen. Like oh. you can go into a special arena and just do like 1v1 split screen with That's a friend. Cool. Co-op, I think. That'd be fun. I think. I haven't tried it yet, but Splat 2 had it, so I can't imagine why Splat 3 wouldn't have it. Nintendo makes questionable choices, though. So. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anyways, so Splatoon 3 is a very, very good game. It was a consideration for my game of the year. But it's still not the game it's of the still year. still not. Interesting. Yeah, I would even say that Horizon was above Splatoon 3. Okay. Which really, not even by that close of a margin, yeah. Horizon was a very, very good game. So, uh, interesting. Okay, so I'm trying to think of what would be your game of the year then. So, I don't know... If you heard about Cult of the Lamb was my runner up for potential game of the year, because even though, yes, we ran into those issues with it, I ran into like a couple bugs, but never anything that felt like game breaking or like stopping like a quick restart. Except or something. for when you could only get six village villagers cultists. Into oh, the into, <laughs> yeah, but I was that? still. That was, wow, that was an early one. That's right. But that was oh, such boy. an early one that that didn't really affect too much. I my big complaint with Cult of the Lamb was, yes, that. The the what you said the farm sim stuff did not match up pacing wise with the rest of the game. Yeah, but that was the combination I think for a dungeon run type game that I need. I went back to Cult of the Lamb at, or went back to Hades after playing Cult of the Lamb, thinking like, hey, okay, I finished this up. I'm fresh off a of dungeon run. It's been a bit since I've played Hades. I can definitely Let's go do again. it. I started getting creamed in the first world again. And I was like, God damn it. So I just think like, I, I think the constant thing of Hades of that just being the same cycle. Where there's never any, there's no break. There's no break. Yeah. I think that's what was kind of like, that has worn me down with Hades. And I'm kind of thinking I like, I, I, I think I just might have to call yeah. it. I'm like, I'm, I know like I was getting close before, but now I've like, feel like I've set back a bit. And I just don't feel like going back to it. And you it. know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing that. wrong with that. Like, like, Hades 2 is going to come out now. Yeah. I'll try again. <laughs> so fingers crossed with Hades 2, which I, it's not supposed to come out this year, is it? Definitely I don't not. think so because it was no. just, an, I mean, maybe, maybe, but it was just announced at Game Awards. So, so yeah, in case you did miss it, uh, they did announce Hades 2 at the Game Awards. Yeah. It appears to star one of Hades' other canonical children, Melano? Yes. Melino? I don't know how you pronounce it in the Greek or Roman, uh, yeah. but she looks incredible the game looks like it is just stacked yeah. with all new waifus and husbandos Ooh, smash your pass as part far two. We as the do eye it. can see so i'm very excited for it like as a spectator yeah like i just want to see all the pretty people and listen to its awesome soundtrack and be entertained yeah so very excited about that um i wouldn't say that it's one of my most anticipated of 2023 just because i don't think it's coming right. out this year but very excited for everybody that's getting a hades 2 and obviously very excited that the developer had such a positive response from hades that they felt like they could make a direct sequel. I know because this is the first time that Supergiant's done that. Yeah, they they've made never a made a direct yet. sequel. So, so that's pretty cool to see. Good for them. Um, but yeah, so Cult of the Lamb, I feel like it was a good mix of the two. The soundtrack is what keeps me still thinking about Cult of the Lamb by Riverboy. That is a great soundtrack. I think about Plimbo all the time. <laughs> Plimbo? The, <laughs> Do you remember oh. him? The weird 
weird doc guy that speaks yes. in a hysterical <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, all yeah. of the characters in Cult of the Lamb just speak in like Animal Crossing style gibberish. Right. But Plimbo specifically speaks both in gibberish, gibberish and with what can only be described as a deep, deep South slash Cajun accent. Yeah. And he sounds so hilarious. So I just go talk to him for fun because I'm like, tell me your hilarious lines again, funny man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> But yeah, so Cold of the Lamb, I think, was probably my second. That was close because I had a lot, even though, like, yes, I got really hung up on Calamar and was oh, God. so frustrated Calamar with that. Such but a once bitch. I finally beat them, it was that sense of just like, fuck yes, yeah. I'm unstoppable. And I rolled through in one shot Shimura and like, oh and then got stuck on the final boss for a while. But I still. don't even think I've gotten to Shimura yet. Oh. I, I think I'm on maybe like level three of her area. Oh yeah. But I actually haven't gotten to the point where I've even attempted to fight her yet. Shimura was by far easier than Calamar. So funny. So like just to put that <laughs> mid game boss in there to really stall people. I know out. for real. Calamar was so hard. So hard. Oh it was boy. Ridiculous. Anyways, but Cult of Lamb was a very good game. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun we with it. T- to be fair to it, we have heard that now they fixed a lot of the glitches. Mm-hmm. So if you were on the fence about it, I would say it's still worth picking up. And it's definitely it's not a full price game. It's indie pricing. So go out yeah. there and play it if you get a chance to. Uh, another couple shout out to some fun stuff that I played. Stray, fantastically fun oh, game. Oh yeah! Oh my god, it wasn't even on my list. Uh, and but then, what a good game. Yeah, so I think that one was really great. Uh, so I feel like that was of like the big ones that stood out to me. Stray, obviously, we played again during our extra life. Tried for that two hour trophy completion, but didn't get it. Oh my god, it. we really tried. We again. we went into it so confident. So we confident. were like, this is going to be easy. I really thought we could do it. I really thought we could too. And and life just slapped, slapped us, us. A, a, a solid one across oh, the face. Hard. How wrong we were. <laughs> big wake up call there. But still, the gameplay of Stray and just what it was, such a fun and unexpected hit. That's what was fun about last year. I felt like was there were a lot of those games. unexpected hits like that, yeah. like Cult of the Lamb. I don't think expected to blow up as big as it did. I don't think Stray expected to blow up as big no. as it did. So that was just really fun to see. Oh, Sifu was also last year. Oh my God, we all forgot about Sifu because it was before Horizon, Horizon for yeah. me. <laughs> but there, I so as also soon a very fun game that as, I don't know if I'll ever finish. So because. as soon as I managed to get a PS5, that's one of those games that I feel like the experience has got to be better on oh, PS5. Sure. So when I do eventually get my hands on one get my hands on one, I want to pick up Sifu and give it a try for myself because what we played of it, so, so fun. fun. It's what very fun. fun game. I think I still just got to like the second boss, Sean, and just <laughs> wasn't able to get Bye. farther than that. So, you know, a slow someday, grind on Jared. that one too. Someday, someday. Um, well, before we get into the 2023 most anticipated stuff then, what is your game of the year for so, 2022? First, I'll say the official released in 2022 one, and then we'll talk about my personal game okay. of the year. So 2022 game of the year if you've been on the red not the reddit if you've been on the discord you probably already know if you've been on twitter i'm always talking about it neon white oh neon white so so here's the thing i should have guessed from a technical perspective neon white is not even close to being as technologically ambitious as a game like horizon forbidden west Mm -hmm. is but it does the thing that i strongly prize in video games more than everything else, which is, did it deliver me a new experience that I could not get from another game? And I think Neon White did that in spades because it's a card based game (laughs) (laughs) hilarious i love it love it so here's my here's my soapbox i'm gonna get on the old soapbox once again so the caveat neon white it is anime as shit so if you're not into anime stuff the cutscenes and the dialogue scenes will probably not appeal to you yeah however all of them are skippable on the first run so you don't have to read any of that shit if you don't want to But to its credit, all of the dialogue is, or most of the dialogue is voice acted, and the voice actor that plays uh, Neon White himself, which is the title character, is the guy that plays Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, and his voice is awesome. I want to say Steve Cook. I think that's his name. Steve, oh, we looked at this, Steve Bloom. Is it Steve? I think it's Steve. No, Steve Bloom? Maybe it Wait, is. Okay, I'll look probably, it up. All right, yeah, you look it up. But uh, so all of the voice acting is really incredible. The characters, Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. Damn it, sorry, Steve Bloom. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Don't don't dox me. <laughs> anyway, so Neon White is an incredible speed running card based game, which is 
Would you have ever put those two words together? No. Speedrunner and card-based game? No, of course not. That's so. honestly been the thing. Those two things together is what's caused the most confusion for me about Neon White. Because I'm like, how does it work? It is very confusing to think about. And when I first saw the trailers, when they first debuted it, I think in maybe 2020, during an Annapurna online-only uh, publisher expo. Mm-hmm. So Annapurna, I think that's where they did a little bit more about Stray. They did more about a couple other indie games that came out that year. But one of the big showcase ones was neon white and from the very first time i saw it i was like oh that game looks sweet (laughs) (laughs) and then it came out and i was a little bit hesitant to pick it up until friend of the show and personal friend zach was like it's basically paradise killer plus speed running and i was like deal anything that's even remotely similar to paradise killer which it is in aesthetic oh and it looks so so it's a wild looking game it's only similar to paradise killer in terms of its environments have that very almost ethereal dreamlike quality where everything feels like it's not entirely real Mm -hmm. combined with architecture that is very brutalism blocky so it's very much a low poly experience to an extent right uh mixed with the wild gameplay combination of you are trying to complete levels as fast as possible by speed running them and you do that by movement and weapons that you get by collecting cards that are located around the levels mm-hmm. so the cards themselves you can only hold two at a time plus your default like basic bitch card which is your katana sure so if you've run out of all your the other cards you've got a little bit of katana but even that can run out and then you've just got a punch and if you run out of punch you die (laughs) so once you're out of stuff you're out of stuff but the idea is that you never get to katana hopefully you always have at least two movement slash weapon cards in your arsenal at all times so the cards themselves are things like shotgun submachine gun pistol uh rifle they're very basic weapons like that which always have a primary fire. So you do your pew, 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 Mm -hmm. and they obviously do the sort of unique weapon fire like that. Like the shotgun does a big blast. The pistol is kind of weak, but it still gets the job done. The rifle is just like, (laughs) it's awesome. But then in addition to that, each of them has a unique movement-based alternate attack, which also uses up that card. So for example, with the shotgun, it's like a red card and you can either do shotgun blasts, but if you hit, I think it's either L1 or R1, to basically use its ability and discard that card, it sends you forward in like a rushing blast in any direction, up, down, diagonal, whatever you want, so you can get a quick blast in any direction to speed up your movement. And if you go through an enemy, I think it kills them. Mm -hmm. And enemies are usually uh, color-coded, and enemies themselves drop cards that are related to their ability. So if you kill a red enemy, which is like this floating head that shoots lasers at you that are insta-kills, those things fucking suck. If you kill one of those by dashing straight through it, you immediately replenish that card so you can keep going. Very cool. Same thing goes for like the pistol. The pistol is just pew, pew, pew. And then once you're almost out of ammo, you use up that last little bit by using its alternate ability, which is a quick little jump, just like a pew. And you go a little bit up in the air and you can get some height. It's not a lot though, so Mm. you have to use it pretty carefully to either clear gaps or get up walls that you otherwise don't have the jumping ability to get up. The movement combinations and the flow of gameplay is expertly done. Nice. It could not go... I I really can't imagine a better way that the gameplay could have been pulled off than what they came up with. It is an absolute 10 out of 10 for me. Plus, in addition to the very cool graphics, the awesome character designs, the story, which is actually interesting. Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to listen to the dialogue and do the story, and I thought all the NPCs were really fun, especially Mikey, which is basically Garfield with sick sunglasses on and a cigar and little (laughs) angel wings, and he sits on a cloud. you talked about him before. He's the best. He's my favorite character. Anyways, Mikey's awesome. So is his secretary, whose name escapes me right now. Gabby. Gabby's awesome. They're they're incredible. The point is the story is great. The uh, aesthetic is great. The gameplay is absolutely amazing. And most importantly of all, the soundtrack 
slaps. Soundtrack be slapping. That's always a good time. The soundtrack is so awesome. If you go online and look at like uh, soundtrack videos of it, you can see that most of the people in the comments are like, wow, I had no idea that the new uh, Machine Girl album album was going to come with a game. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's a sick album that comes with a game. Nice. Uh, I think Neon White is only 20 bucks. And by now, I believe it has also come to PlayStation. So it was originally only for the Switch, but I think it just got ported to PlayStation as well. Please play Neon White. Uh, if it doesn't sound like it's even slightly your jam, I understand. Maybe pass on it. But if anything I've said sounds like something you might be interested in, please give Neon White a try. I think it is such a good game, and I would just love to see... I just love it when studios take risks like that. Because yeah. the kind of game that Neon White was creating is a risk. Like, people are going to feel one way or another about it, I feel like, in a lot of cases. You didn't see many people out there just going... Neon White was a myth. It was mostly people going, this game fucking rules. Yeah. Or people going, I didn't much enjoy it. Which is understandable. Speedrunning card-based like games aren't for everybody. Yeah. Anime games aren't for everybody. It's a little bit much at times. But I think it is an absolutely incredible game. Just a really fun way to do a new style of gameplay that I never would have thought of in a million years. And that's why it's my game of the year. Nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. 2022 edition. Right. Technical game of the year, which I feel like we've already talked a lot about. Wait, Neon, why didn't it come out last year? No. Oh. It came out this year. It came out over the summer. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was confused. Back. Sorry, so sorry. Of which of which game of the year we were talking about? I thought this was, that was your game of the year that you played that didn't come out last year. No, no, no. Okay, that sorry. was my formal twenty twenty two game of the okay. year. Technical one. Personal on a on a on a on a personal note. My actual game of the year. It's gotta 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 be Death Store. Oh. oh my god. Yep, yep, yep. So Death's Door, in terms of how much intense so in, in both the cases of Neon White and Death's Door, short, short games. You I mean Neon White especially because it's a speedrunning game. Right. If you actually speed ran it successfully, I think it would probably only take you like an hour. <laughs> you could do it fast. But obviously most people are gonna need to practice the levels and they always want to go back and beat their own time their own times, blah blah. Get those high scores on Yeah. I think I wound up putting between fifteen to twenty hours into Neon White. Okay. Almost exactly the same amount of time that I put into Death's Door. It is a perfect 10 to 15 hour game. And when I say perfect, I mean it. I don't think I have a single complaint about Death's Door. So if anybody missed the boat on Death's Door uh, back when it came out in 2021... Even more so than Neon White. (laughs) I am begging you to go play Death's Door. So a lot of people said when it came out, there were a lot of articles kind of likening Death's Door to like, oh, it's the new, you know, Soulsborne roguelike Death's Door, not Death's Door, Dark Souls game. False, false, false. Mm -hmm. None of that is true. If you were turned off of playing Death's Door because you thought that it was a Souls-like, that is not the case. It very much gives off vibes more akin to old school adventure like Zelda games. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of that top down isometric view, similar to like what we have in Bastion, for example. Sure. I forget where the art is. There it is. He's he's behind me. It's that top-down isometric view, and you play as an adorable little crow. So you're a little crow. Um, You are officially a reaper. You work for the Bureau of Reaping. I forget what it's actually called. Yeah, the reaping. (laughs) We'll just call it the reaping. You work for like this hilariously bureaucratic office of crows that are all in service to the Lord of Doors, who is basically the god of death. So the doors basically um, function as portals through which mortal souls pass into the next realm. So that's what the Reapers do. They use these uh, sort of spectral doors to go from one place to another, reaping souls exactly like they're supposed to. It's not like they're the bad guys. They're just doing their jobs. So the problem, though, is that something has sort of gone awry with the doors, Uh something's not quite right. And on like your first day as a reaper, you get assigned a big task, a giant soul. And you're like, oh shit, okay, whatever. So you go out and you reap your giant soul, success, but then immediately get cracked one over the head by a mysterious other crow that steals your giant soul and makes off with it, which puts you in a pickle because with no soul to turn into the bureau, they're not going to give you another assignment. You have to go get that soul and come back with it before Mm. they will let you continue. And until that time, you remain mortal, which is bad because most of the time, Reapers are immortal. 
So the whole game is basically you trying to, A, get back that Titan, the giant soul that you lost in the first place, and B, explore the rest of the ever-expanding mystery. So there's basically a core mystery at the center of the game that is not hard to find. Like, it's very much front and center. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the item descriptions, which there aren't that many, just read a little bit of text, people, it's not that hard. And listening to the dialogue and just sort of, you know, enjoying the game as a gamer, you are going to have an amazing time. Again, the gameplay is pretty basic. It's definitely not taking as many risks or as many um, new pages out of the book as Neon White is. Mm -hmm. It's very much, you've got your little hack and slash, you get a couple of new weapons along the way. You've got some pretty basic uh, projectile and magic weapons, like you've got a little bow and arrow, you get a bomb at some point, you get a grappling hook, standard stuff. Right. But it is the way that it is all put together and the way that it's presented and packaged that is executed just just perfectly it is and even more so than neon white even more so the soundtrack (laughs) to death's door is phenomenal yeah i play that soundtrack all the time uh mansion what's it called but the 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 urn mansion estate of the urn queen something ceramic manor there we go (laughs) i knew i could get there eventually if i just kept listing stuff the soundtrack to ceramic manor oh my god Good. The soundtrack to the Watchtowers. I need oh to listen to it. God. I need to listen to any Death Store. Bro! Gotta, okay, that'll give me some good stuff <laughs> to listen to this week during theme, work. The theme, the save screen, they are all <laughs> incredible. There is not a bad track on that game to be found. Nice. It is all incredible. The humor is really funny. It was a funnier game than I thought it would be. Uh, I, I, It's the kind of game that like I just cannot think of a single thing about it that I did not love. Nice. Which makes it a clear, far and away, obvious game of the year for me. Horizon had a lot of flaws. It it was still a good game in spite of those flaws, but it definitely had them. Sure. Death Store has no flaws. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it is a perfect from game. When you hit start to perfect when you get experience to from start to end. It's not as difficult as people said it was. So another thing that I heard a lot of people saying is that it's really hard. No, it fucking it's not is bad. not. It's not that bad. Like it's a little difficult if you pick the meme weapon, which is the umbrella. So don't <laughs> pick the umbrella if you want to actually win. Uh, so I, I really can't think of any person that I think wouldn't enjoy Death's Door if they gave it a fair shot. It is a fantastic game and praying to God that Acid Nerve, the developer, makes either a formal sequel or an adjacent sequel. Death Store actually is a sort of loose sequel to the developer's first game, Titan's Souls. It's loosely related to that first game. I feel like I know what that one is. I think we kind of talked about it during my full review because it kind of comes in at the very end, but it's not really important. So you don't have to have played Titan Souls to understand Death's Door at all. It is its own perfect standalone experience, and I just hope that that developer makes anything even remotely as good because it will be leaps and bounds above some of the other swill that comes out these days. (laughs) So Death's Door is my official game of the year personally even though it did not come out in 2022 very cool well yeah so a lot of good stuff in 2022 uh so that does give us a lot of good stuff then meaning because it looks like a lot of good stuff is going to be coming out in 2023 so before we wrap up for this episode let's talk about some of our stuff that we are most anticipated looking forward to coming up this year breath of the wild tears of the kingdom (laughs) i was gonna say like i knew that's what it had to be I think I'm actually going to take that day off work. Really? I think I'm going to take maybe that day. And does it come out right before a weekend? Have it they com- set the release date? Yeah, it's, it's like, like June, right? I, no, it's May. Oh, is it? It's like May 12th or May Hold 14th. On, yeah, you look up the Google. official release date because the second that direct happened, that's when it was announced. I got on Slack with my boss and I was like, "Hey, so there's a new Breath of the Wild game coming out." And he made the joke of, "Oh, so we're going to need that day off, right?" And I was like, "Yes." Yes. <laughs> you you understand. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, May twelfth. May twelfth. Yeah. Is that what day of the week is that? May twelfth is. I need to plan accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna need some time. That is a Friday. Yes. All right. So smart. Oh my god. Yeah. Can we just get Friday release date? Didn't it? 
No, it used to be always be Tuesday. That was always yeah. the day. And now it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah, it's all knows. over the fucking place. But I'm actually going to take that day off. I am going to be playing it 24 <laughs> se- I mean, if it's anything like the way I played Breath of the Wild, You'll be I in it was for hundreds of hours. obsessed with Breath of the Wild. You did like what, 400 something? Five, more? No, 200. 200? 200 oh. I think I may have just passed or just under the 250 mark. Oh. Well, Stardew Valley is maybe my that's, like maybe that was the plus. Yeah, that, that's that the one. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, I feel like it doesn't even require expanding upon. Sure. Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is my obvious number one most anticipated of 2023. All the other games that I'm even loosely looking forward to pale <laughs> in comparison. Right, you're like, this is where I'm going to spend Yeah, I, there's one game coming out for me in 2023, and that's Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Very nice. Birdie agrees. Birdie agrees. Birdie yeah. and Fender are, are both are within their uh, vote of confidence in that, I'm too. I'm getting some fierce uh, <laughs> cheers from the peanut gallery. <laughs> uh, I mean, same for me. I think my most anticipated game of 2023 is going to be no surprise and requires no further explanation. The Last uh, of Us 3. No, <laughs> although... Uh, speaking the of, the show out, yeah. does start on, uh, well, this coming Sunday as yeah, yeah, of this yeah. episode's release. I know you're really excited uh, about Oh that. my God, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. Um, speaking of that too, I did get uh, The Last of Us Part 1, the PS5 remake for Christmas. Oh, nice. So I can, I'll be able to replay nice, that nice. soon. Um, but no, my my uh, one for that I'm most looking forward to for 2023 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I oh. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. And actually, you know, at some point when I do get a PS5, I am kind of interested in going back and playing Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, you can play it that looks on like PS4. A good, fun I can let game. you borrow it. Oh yeah, just let me borrow, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's very fun. And I think especially, I know you're not like as into the Soulsborne games and stuff as like I know your uh, bro Mogan is and, yeah, and stuff like that. But, but it still, still, looks fun. It's it's a very very fun game for that reason. So this one I think takes place like five years after Fallen Order. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be. I've seen a lot of people online in comments being like, "Oh, okay, so Cal Kestis is supposed to be uh, new canon Kyle Katarn, who Kyle Katarn was the hero of Star Wars Dark Forces, which is one of my gotcha. old, you know, my like favorite games of all time. Uh, who was like this like rogue sl- who becomes a Jedi kind of guy, but." In the games that Kyle Katarn are in, you get to have a lightsaber. You also get to have a pistol and stuff like that. It looks like you're going to get that with Cal. So, like, a little bit of that stuff, you're seeing some mirroring, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I mean, the gameplay of, of Fallen Order was outstanding. It is very much a Souls-esque uh, style of gameplay and everything. Uh, kind of similar, too, with, like, how God of War is, too, with, like, how there will be, like, you know, the, the big bosses and, and different yeah. enemies that you have to fight and all that. Um, but no, it's, oh, it's going to be so good. I mean, the main reason that I want to play it is just because I am so on board with supporting developers that make non-continuous games. Mm. Give me a one and done complete story that does not require me to keep playing with a battle pass or microtransactions. Give me a complete functioning game. And that's what this should be. Yeah, I want to keep sending my money to those people and being like, yes, please, more of that. Also, where the hell is he? Where's Cal? Uh, He's up on that one one shelf. I can't believe you didn't put him out here. I'm sorry, I didn't think about it in time. (laughs) But yeah, so that is going to be by far my yeah. most anticipated Unders- what, did they give a release date St. Patrick's Day so oh guess who's God. asking off <laughs> I'm gonna get wasted on oh green beer God. I want to I want to come over and just watch you have fun I think that'll be fun for me <laughs> I think uh, I should I, I actually hadn't we can have a little today, <gasps> should we have we a Star Wars launch party that would be amazing. We could make one of those circular cakes and like carve little Death Star things into it. I, I, I probably will have to take that day off. Yeah. Funnily enough, my, my new job that I had that I got last year, uh, they have a thing where you can take set one day a year to be a culture that, day that you get to take oh, off. I've got those like floating holidays. Yeah. So yeah. You can just pick one a year to be your, your day. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just like set it in stone that May the 4th is always going to be my culture nice. day. You just always yeah. get Star Wars Day off because that's, I mean, if you could see the rest of this office, that is that Clearly, is clearly your culture. my culture. Yeah, this is your culture. <laughs> so, uh, no. Anything else, though, in 2023 really like got, you, got your interest peaked? So, I mean, the things, like, they all kind of come with caveats just because my faith is so low that it will actually come out. Really, in both cases, I have very low faith that either of these games will come out in 2023. Silk Song. Oh, yeah. Where the hell is Silk Song? Where is Silk Song? So, I think they said maybe... 
it's coming out in 2023 so fingers fucking crossed because i cannot wait for that game if silksong comes out and it's as good as hollow knight it could potentially edge out breath of the wild for me in terms of how much i love it wow. but that's a big maybe because big i maybe. don't know that it's gonna come out i feel like breath of the wild could potentially get delayed again but probably still within this year, which wouldn't really surprise me. It also wouldn't really upset me that much. I can just cancel that day request off and move it to the new release sure, date. Sure. Not going to worry about it too much. I am willing to wait for perfection. But with Silk Song, it has been years. Team Cherry, I'm begging you. <laughs> so Hollow Knight Silk Song, if it comes out in 2023, it is on par in enthusiasm with me as Breath of the Wild is. Nice. The other one, Stardew Valley 2.0. Oh, that's right. Haunted Chocolatier. I forgot about that. So again, if Haunted Chocolatier comes out in 2020. So here's the thing. If Silksong, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, and Haunted Chocolatier all come out in the same year, I'm fucked. So I actually <laughs> that's kinda, a lot of gaming. <laughs> I actually need one of them to get delayed. Right, right. <laughs> Which I would, I would pr- probably put my money on Haunted Chocolatier getting delayed the most because it's one guy. It's Concerned Ape. Sure, sure. He's got other stuff to do. It's a, it's a big task. I understand. So I wouldn't be surprised if that game doesn't come out this year. Maybe he even made an announcement that said he thinks it's going to come out in 2024. I'm not sure. I yeah. feel like I, I see such... I haven't heard anything about it in a while. I see such vague stuff online. You know how Twitter is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, those are basically my top three. That and the Horizon DLC, which I now know I can't play. Those are we the... will figure that out. We will like do a stream <laughs> yeah. thing or like you come over when I play yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, we'll so you get to like, But get to those are the that. things I'm most excited for, except for, you know, the mystery of... What unexpected games yeah. are going to just come out of left field and blindside like us with their be, beauty? Yeah, I feel like there are going to be a couple indies or something like that that just come up being like there's a Nintendo Direct and there's like this is going to come out in yeah. like fall just blow and be like, off. wait, what is this? Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm hoping for a few of those things as well. Uh, the other games that I'm excited for, other than Jedi Survivor, uh, the uh, Atomic Heart. That's the one that is like, a, it's a, I'm blanking on the developer now, but it looks kind of Bioshock-esque. Atomic? But oh, wild. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think, set in like Soviet era Russia, but oh, like with crazy, it just looks like crazy, like mechanical uh, enemies and stuff like that. It looks like a wild time. What's it called? Atomic Heart. Atomic? Atomic. Like Atomic Bomb. Atomic Heart. Okay. Heart. Heart, God, I misheard <laughs> everything that you said there. It looks very cool. <laughs> it uh, does look pretty cool. It was supposed to be a 2022, and then I think it just kept getting pushed back. Uh, but Atomic Heart looks wild. Oh, my God. And if it's actually coming out on time, it says it's coming out on February 21st. Ooh, so that's wow. that's close. And if, if it's anything like Bioshock, it's the same developer, right? Uh, No, it's Mundfish. No. Oh, my God. Oh, Mick Gordon's doing the music, though. <laughs> wow. Good so that'll him. be fun. Uh, but Mundfish. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be play PS5 and Xbox and PC and stuff like that. But it looks, it's first person shooter. It looks yeah. like you have some like abilities of some kind, a la Bioshock, uh, and that you get to use. But it just kind of looks like it's just going to be a wild time. So it yeah. looks very fun. Takes place in an alternate version of 1955 Soviet Union. Okay, so I was right. It, it's something, there was the Russia connection. I knew it was there. <laughs> Classic <laughs> premise here. Uh, advances in robotics in the 1930s enabled the USSR to defeat Nazi Germany in 1941. <laughs> so it's like a reverse Wolfenstein. Yeah, everybody loves that. <laughs> Hilarious. Very cool. So that one looks a lot of fun. Um, I'm also... Uh, the Dead Space remake looks very cool, oh, especially yeah. since Callisto Protocol I had on my uh, my Christmas list, it sure and did I didn't kinda... get it, and I was kind of like relieved. <laughs> So I want to try it eventually, but when it goes on sale. Yeah. But Dead Space remake looks like the original Dead Space. Did you ever play that? No. Terrifying. I'm I'm a coward. Absolutely (laughs) terrifying. So I can only imagine what the remake will look like. Uh, But, you know, I don't know if that's like a day one buy, like the same kind of thing. Like I'm excited for it, but not... Got to kind of stuff. feel it out, but right? Yeah, I want to feel it out. I, I don't know if I want to replay a game immediately again. Although, here I sit and I just got the Last of Us I game mean, again. Speaking, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of horror games, for the first time, I finally attempted to play the, not Silent Hill, I say it every time, one of the Resident Evil remakes. Oh, cool. So, Bro Mogan brought Resident Evil 2 remake uh, uh-huh. over the holidays, and I actually finally got to play a little bit of it. Fun? I've actually never played a Resident Evil game on my own. Really? So, it was weird, because I've, I've seen Bro Mogan play Resident Evil 4 so many times sure. that 
I can like quote that game at this point. <laughs> but Resident Evil 2, I actually gave it a go. Fun games. Nice. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure I can handle this level I know. of stress. They, they are very scary. <laughs> very scary. And also, I'm my aim is bad. <laughs> That's how I was. Yeah. When, the t- few times I play Resident Evil, I'm like, I'm not good enough at this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, my uh, aim yeah, is all over the place I'm for re- this. I either need the rocket launcher or they need to just give me a lot of knives because right. that's pretty much all that's personal, saving that's all I can do. <laughs> um, but also a, a, a non, it's still a TBA on the announcement, but uh, one that I am excited about if it does actually wind up coming out this year due to how one of my resolutions for this year is to just kind of like be try new things out, step out of the comfort zone, you know, maybe not let Civilization Six be my <laughs> most played Switch game for the year for the fourth year in a row. But we'll, you know, we'll see. Man, that should be um, you and Bro Bogan's twenty twenty three resolution. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but so I am excited to try out something new in gaming. In that, if it does come out this year, I'm very excited for Tekken Eight. <gasps> Because yeah. I want to get that, and I want to get into it yeah. with you, bro, Mogan, Cody. Oh my like god, all it of would us. be so fun! Like, I want to get into a fighting game. I think that's a really fun. Resolution. So I think if if Tekken Eight does come out this year, it is one that I am most excited about. So I've played a lot of fighting games in my day, and I obviously love them very, very much. Tekken, especially, mm-hmm. it's my number one fighting game, other than Soul Calibur Two, which is the best game of all time. Let's not fight about it. Sure, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've never really bothered to try to like actually apply myself to air air quotes getting good (laughs) I've never really attempted to like learn the combos learn the system very well I'm very much a button masher but I feel like Tekken 8 might the chance and that's see, yeah that's how I'm we can practice too. together like, i played the four the four honor that was like the one game that i spent the most fight in a fighting game that i've spent the most time trying to get into i love that game because of like the setting yeah. but it's also a different style fighter than what tekken would be so i'm very so same thing it's like i know there's a, i have a group of friends who like i can get into it with now with. exactly gonna have fun we can like do little i don't have to get just destroyed by people online every single time <laughs> i can get destroyed by my friends in real life and so i don't know I I just am looking forward to getting oh, to like man. really dig into one. So I'm yeah. really hoping that it does come out this year because I want to, I want to get into it. Rock solid choice. Also a game that I will desperately need a PS five for. Yeah. Because the load times for Tekken seven on PS four. Rough unbearable they are lengthy (laughs) (laughs) so yes uh tekken 8 i am june kazama they're bringing her back (laughs) they're finally bringing june back god i'm so excited about that nice yeah see like i gotta do research to figure out which fighters i want to try and all that stuff really just try all except Uh, i mean mean, yeah don't try bob Bob don't try bob okay but that's what i mean i know i have to go through the roster but yeah like i'm i'm excited about it it's gonna be a good time very happy um and also i kind of made this mistake with tekken 7 and wished i I hadn't Tekken the Tekken series in general at least the newer ones it really probably is worth it to buy the season pass mm, okay. because the season pass is how you get all the new expansion characters that they add in there are tons of characters from Tekken 7 that I don't have that bro Mogan does that I only get to try when we're on his account and yeah. it's like man Zafina rules I really wish I had her <laughs> so actually do get the season pass because okay. the new characters are almost always a blast it seems like it's probably worth it for sure but yeah, I think that's all the, like a lot of the stuff that I got coming out. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think there is a lot more that is coming out. You know, check the, your lists out there of all the other stuff. Check There's your local still, listings. Yeah, check your local <laughs> listings, your game stores that you like to go to, to shop at. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff, I think, coming out for 2023. But yeah, already knowing that uh, Atomic Heart and Jedi Survivor are coming out so early, that's good. That gives me time to finish Ragnarok. Yeah. Although I'm like 30-ish hours into that, so I don't think I have a ton more there. I think some of the other people that we talked to in the Discord said that they were able to finish the main story in about 50 to 60 hours. Oh, shit. Maybe I got longer than seems, I thought. Oh. I've been derping around, though, doing a lot of the side oh, quests okay. along the way, too. So, as we do. Mm, as I tend to do, <laughs> yes. So uh, I don't know how much, but that, that's good. I got plenty of time to finish that up. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that too. Also, want to try out a couple more PC games. I've got that I'll talk about later. I've been playing a new one on the Ooh. PC that I've been talking that I'll talk about later. Uh, save for another episode. Humankind, though, it's very fun. Uh, and then um, I've also got another one that's another isometric like RPG. Is it Weird West? 
Evil West is the one that's about to come out. Weird West is the one that did come out. Devolver again. Oh, but, uh, of course. I'm going to try out some of that stuff cool. too. So. And then I have to try out the game that you got me for my birthday. Uh, what, just something oh. Wild Hearts. I can't remember the name. Yes, I know because I was looking at it and I was like, this looked because I almost got you uh, Baron Breakfast. Oh, Baron Breakfast does look but fun. But this one, I was kind of like, this look, I, and now I'm blanking on what it was called too. But it, it, it looked like, I was like, of games that we've played and I know that you like, I was like, this looks very yeah. like a paralysis. It does. I for the life of me can't remember the official know, name of it. It's it. like something like changing the wild hearts. Something in the woods, or something, and it's not yeah, wild, wild hearts can't be broken. It's not cyan or wild no, hearts. It's, it's something else. It's something else. But I remember thinking that looks like it's right up my alley. And yeah. unlike Baron Breakfast, I think this is a one and done kind of game. Yeah. Whereas Baron Breakfast is one of those sort of like cozy grove style maybe ongoing sims i won't say i know for sure because i don't because i haven't played it but anyways it looks very very fun and i'm excited to play it so yay and we also both need to play life is strange true colors oh we definitely need to play that we definitely gotta play that one this year for sure (laughs) yeah uh yeah i just wasn't in the headspace for a really heavy emotional game like that last year that might be my february through april game that i'll try to finish within that time frame before breath of the wild comes out i get that that's my only chance <laughs> <laughs> so yeah a lot of great stuff coming out uh obviously we'll be there throughout the year to give you the reviews and you know let you know what you should be playing because we'll be out there playing those games yeah. too and if you're looking forward to something in 2023 or tell let us your us 2022 know. game of the year we would love to hear about that's it that's right in the discord yep or you can send us the email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com you can comment on social media wherever you're listening to or watch the show all that great stuff let us know because yeah we would love to hear from you but I think, everyone, that wraps up our first episode of 2023. It was a long one, Our folks. 281st episode. Oh we are God. nearing 300. <gasps> Jesus Christ. We're going to hit it this year. Oh, my God. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's been too that's long. so many episodes. But anyway, everybody, yeah, let us know what your favorite games of 2022 were. Let us know what you're looking forward to playing in 2023. But until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Bye.